0: happy wednesday Razorback fans you're three days away from arkansas versus mississippi state at davis wade stadium in stark vegas the cowbells they've been a, uh, a something that we've talked about this week sam pittman asked about it the players asked about it robert you and i we're gonna be there we're gonna be in starkville i'm I'm honestly excited to hear the cowbells. That's something when I talk about stadiums around the SEC that I want to go see. Davis Wade's one of those, just because I want to hear the cowbells. But I feel like maybe twenty seconds in, I'll probably be annoyed.
1: What do you think? I was about to say, uh, you, you, you may not not think that. Uh, come, come kickoff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even- um that that's something that when we were at practice on Tuesday they were playing the cowbells over the speakers and this was just over the speakers not the thing actual thing itself and it was really annoying so um I don't know if it's going to be that bad in the press box or not we'll figure it out but excited to go watch Arkansas play against Mississippi State in Starkville I haven't heard a lot of good things about Starkville either it's one of those one of those towns in the SEC that when people bring it up
1: they're like there's nothing to it and so Robert I I have a hard time believing that you will have anything to say about Starkville that compares to what we've talked about about Columbia Missouri before
0: yeah no I was thinking about that As, as I was saying stuff about Starkville I was thinking about you know it because you know it brings up the worst towns in the sec and columbia missouri has to be the worst town in the sec there cannot be a worse one um it is awful i people have asked me am i going to the missouri game you've asked me robert i think i think you're considering going and i i'm almost like boycotting columbia missouri as a town because i just don't want to be there so um i'm probably not going to go to arkansas versus missouri but uh let's let's hit some headlines, boys. That's Robert Stewart. We also got Alex Trader as well. I'm Mason Choate. You're listening to the Gridiron Hogs Podcast, part of the Hogbeat Podcast Network and Hogbeat.com, H A W G B E A T dot Go check it out. A lot of lot of great stuff over there. Um, including Pro Football, Focus Grades, practice videos, which, by the way, if you're getting mad at us for putting out practice videos right now, uh have you not realized that we put out practice videos every week? Like, every single game week, all throughout fall camp, we put out practice videos. There's people on Facebook who are saying that we're uh, we're giving away secrets. People saying that we're snitching on the Razorbacks. People telling a person who revealed news, injury news, on the team that they're mad about me putting videos out. Like, what? And also, I'm not the only one. Do you watch the news? Like, the news, they have practice video from every day.
1: Yeah, I, I struggle to see how that's on us. Uh, I mean, if if the University of Arkansas doesn't want stuff like that out there, then maybe they should close practice.
0: Yeah, well, that somebody DM me and they were like, "Hey, don't you think there's a line that shouldn't be crossed?" And I said, "Look, anything that the team doesn't want us to see, they're not going to show it during the time that we're at practice because they know that we're there and they know that we're filming. So it's pretty it's pretty common sense, you know."
1: I I had. I had a camera on the tight ends yesterday and Trey Knox was, you know, probably not doing as well as he would have liked to at a specific drill. And he was getting a little bit upset. Dal Loggins, the tight ends coach, was like, hey, man, keep it cool. There's a camera on you. They know. They're aware. Yeah, they are. Alex, what's your take on this? You haven't been to practice
0: in a while, but I'm sure you have a, an opinion.
2: Yeah, you know, there is – situations like there was an injury I think sometime last season where it was one that, that wasn't too major. Um, but it was something that, that, you know, wasn't great for the team. And and there was, there was talks, you know, should, should this be put out? Should this not be put out? The bottom line is that there there's 50 people on the team whose job it is to tell the media, Hey, this is what you're allowed to have. This is what you're not allowed to have. Um, or this is what you can record. This is what you can't record. This is what we want out. This is what we don't want out. And then there's, there's other people whose job it is to say, Hey, if they're doing if they if they put something out that we don't want out, this is what we need to do next. So practice videos are the least of our concern in terms of you know going out and, and putting things out that aren't supposed to be out there. It's been a tradition, you know, since I started covering the team. Every game week, you get those couple practices in the fall. You get the, all the practices except the scrimmages. Uh, it's a very detailed plan. Kyle Parkinson does a good job of putting it together. The media knows what they're able to get, and and at this point, I think fans kind of should too. Um, just based on the consistency with which it comes.
0: Yeah, and I think this week is a little bit different just because everybody's on edge about the KJ Jefferson injury, his status for Saturday. Um, he he didn't participate in fastball yesterday. Cade Fortin was the number one quarterback in fastball. Malik Hornsby, number two quarterback. Uh, as far as KJ's participation in the rest of the practice, we don't know because um, we weren't there. So, they all we saw was KJ not participating in fastball, so uh, that's that. As far as Cade Fortin, though, Keetron Jackson had a, a quote about him that was pretty interesting. And at, at first, I posted this quote and I put let me just read it. So he said, Uh, this is on Cade Fortin from Keetron Jackson. He's very confident, and I'm very confident in him. I feel like he's a great quarterback, he's very calm in the pocket, and he's going to be good for us. Saturday is what it sounds like. It sounds like he says Saturday. Now, I posted the video on my Twitter for people because I, I originally put out the tweet with him saying Saturday, and people were like, holy crap, Like this this tells you right now that Cade Ford is going to play. And then I went back and listened to it, and you can't tell if he says Saturday. You just can't. I don't know what he said. So um, it really sounds like Saturday, and everybody else has said it sounds like Saturday. I haven't gotten somebody saying that it sounds like something else. So <laughs> – um, but I left it out there for others to interpret it on their own. and uh, But either way, Keytron Jackson, uh, do you think that this is kind of team speak, Robert, or do you think that maybe they are kind of confident in Cade Fortin because now you've heard it from multiple players?
1: I mean, maybe it's a little bit of both, but I can tell you for 100% certainty that, that it's team speak. I mean, what are they going to say that they're not – confident in, in somebody that's about to throw them the ball. I mean that's a that's a good way not to see the not to see any targets. Like I don't know. I mean I have I have barely seen Cade Fortin in any game action, so I don't think it's my place to speak on whether they should or shouldn't be confident in him. I mean I was on my way down toward the other end zone and I couldn't see most of the snaps that he took the other day. So it's it's hard for me to say whether they should be confident in him, but, I mean, of course they're going to sit there and say that they are, you know.
0: Yeah, I no, I agree. Um, okay, a couple more things from practice that will hit, and then we're going to get to this controversial Alabama tweet. I can't believe that it's still up, by the way, but we'll talk about that. Uh, a few notes, and this, uh, this is to be expected one of them, which is Hudson Clark ran at safety with the first team defense during fastball. Now we know that fastball, uh, take it with a grain of salt because, you know, uh throughout all fall camp there were weird things at fastball. I mean, there were some fastballs where KJ Jefferson wasn't the starting quarterback with the first team. And yesterday during fastball, bumper pool and Drew Sanders weren't out there. So Hudson Clark being at, at first team safety during fastball does not mean that that's where he's going to start, you know, uh first snap against Mississippi State, but it is a move that a lot of people have thought would be good for him. And it seems like the coaching staff is trying to figure something out because, well, you can't you can't really bring in any more players unless you want to like unless some walk on or something just comes in and he's, he's insane. But you think that would have happened by now? So you gotta you gotta figure it out with the guys that you got, and that's what they're trying to do. They move freshman wide receiver Sam Bakke, uh to second team cornerback. Um, from what I've heard from people, apparently he he was kind of a two way player in high school. He Quote tweeted Mike Wheat saying athlete. So, um, I think that Sam Baque is okay with that, and you know, heck, he could end up being a good corner at some point. But figure something out. I mean, all these injuries, they need something to happen, Robert. And this was another thing that I reported, and somebody got mad at me for reporting it. It's like if they didn't want that reported, it would they would not throw them out there when we're there.
1: Yeah, I mean they they have a very tight grip on what it is that we report and it's frustrating at sometimes because you know you want to be a legitimate journalist and they sort of hinder that but you know getting this access it's 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 huge um it it was funny yesterday i mean we we were watching these fastball drills and we saw number 11 at corner we're like didn't didn't we see ladarius bishop is out for the year and then i mean yes he was out for the year because it wasn't him it was the it was the offensive number eleven running at cornerback.
0: Yeah, uh, and some people might not know that Sam Bakke changed numbers to from seventeen to eleven. Um, it it just randomly happened. They didn't really tell us about it. We had we just figured it out. One game he was wearing number eleven in warmups, and that was that. But yeah, it was weird. We were like, "Holy crap, Ladarius Bishop's back already!" But it was Sam Bakke. So, um, all right, let's get to this this Alabama tweet. I don't know how many people have seen this and if you haven't you should probably go check it out. Uh basically it's like a a win poster that I guess Alabama does it for every win and uh what they did was they they put, you know, like in the background wind pigs fly stuff stuff like that. Uh but the image on on the tweet is Alabama defender standing over K.J. Jefferson, who's laying on the field. Now, we don't know for a fact that this was the play that he was concussed on, um, but it's bad taste. Alex, have you seen it?
2: Yeah, I did see it yesterday. Um, I'm struggling to see where the defense of it's coming from. I, I get that, you know. You're mad that a Barstool account posted a tweet that was in poor taste and absolutely was met with, you know, every bit of, of pushback from fans, from media members, from other members of that same Barstool account. So that tweet that came out is one thing when it when it's being consistently pushed back on a tweet like this. This, we've got fans saying, "Oh, Arkansas fans are classless. Arkansas fans are classless." And then you see the official Alabama team account putting in something like this out. It is a little bit different. You have to think somebody. You know, I, I am a business major, so you always hear it in the ethics classes. Like somebody along the way probably should have said something. This is a similar situation. You've got probably fifty eyes on this tweet. Um, you had to have had somebody say, "You know what? Maybe we should just put." Uh, put put Jaden Milrow scoring his touchdown uh, as as the poster and leave it at that. And
1: and the thing is for me too is like it doesn't matter what play it is like if it's a play he got hurt or not like from from what you know I mean this was posted at like five o'clock Monday, so at that point you've heard Sam Pittman say that he has mild symptoms. I mean, surely you've seen the reporting that says we were asked not to report on his availability of practice. Like and, at truly, that point
0: you... and truly Alabama was on the field and saw that K.J. Jefferson was clearly there was something wrong with him. He left the game exactly. for a play, came back in, and then didn't return to the game. Now, we don't know the reasoning for him not playing the final two drives, but Alabama was at that game. They saw that K.J. Jefferson was not okay
1: on that play. Right, like connect the dots. I mean, it, it's it's really not all that hard. And again, it's it's inconsequential if if the play depicted on that win poster is the play he got hurt on. It, it's a bad luck to 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 do that. I I don't get it.
0: And and the people who bring up the the Barstool uh, Barstool Arkansas tweet, where uh, I don't I don't know the exact wording, but I think it was something like I take pride in being the team that hurt Bryce Young uh who had to leave the game with a shoulder injury. That that is a fan account. It is it has no relation to the University of Arkansas or the team at all.
1: And it says as much in its bio, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, and and so if you're going to bring that up, that it look I I'm not the one who tweeted it, so I'm not going to make an apology because I didn't I didn't tweet it. You know, I I thought it was tasteless as well. I thought that it was a stupid thing to tweet, but for an official team account to not only tweet this um, knowing that KJ Jefferson is, is dealing with some kind of inner injury um, and then to leave it up. Like it's still up as we're speaking right now. It's been a day and a half.
2: Yeah. Alex, go ahead. Yeah. um, it, It is strange that it's still up. It's strange that it went out in the first place. I, I, I think that's the more strange part is that it went up than it is staying staying up because you have the Alabama fans in the comments, super happy about it. Um, One weird response to it has been the Tua situation being like, Oh, I can't believe you would post this knowing what your former quarterback went through. That is completely unrelated to me. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think that's kind of grasping at straws. Everybody understands concussions are a problem. It's not just this Tua thing that, that brought it about. I had three of them myself in high school, so it, That doesn't make a lot of sense. I think the whole argument, you know, at this point, they're not taking it down. Arkansas fans aren't going to be happy about it, nor should they be, but it kind of is what it is trying to bring in, you know, what is a really, really, you know, KJ's injury bad. You're certainly hoping for a quick recovery. Tua Tagovailoa almost died on the football field the other day. So that is something that needs to be left alone. Shouldn't be brought up in the scope of something like a tweet, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that that's a good point, Alex. Um, and I agree that it's it's definitely apples and oranges. But I think what people are saying is, you know, um, for you to defend this when you know, if anybody's going to understand the Tua situation, it's Alabama fans. They're going to know all about it. So, um, it's just it is what it is, as you mentioned. But I don't know. I I can't believe it's still up. I mean, you go through the quote tweets. Look at what people are saying. The, I mean, you have like legit. Uh, people who are upset about it, and it's no longer just you know fans saying, "Oh, this is this is tasteless, this is horrible." You have legit people who have been like, "Okay, this is this is not right." We're talking like real media members, real credentialed media members who, uh, you know us, we value their opinion, and so should other people. And I don't know. I think I think that it's stupid. Um, and it all ties back to the KJ Jefferson situation, which. As of right now, we have no clue. Uh, continue to get DMs of is KJ going to play? I have, I have people who uh, are gambling, gambling experts DMing me, asking me if KJ Jefferson's going to play, <laughs> and I'm just I, like, I'm not I KJ Jefferson.
1: I have a message for all of them. Yeah. You know, if if you're going to DM a reporter about that kind of thing, you, have you considered that the reporter might share that news with? the rest of Twitter before, right. you know, revealing it in a DM. Right,
0: right, yeah. So, basically, here's here's the status of KJ Jefferson. We'll wait and see. Wait and see. Uh, apparently, today is the cutoff day for him, though. Um, if he doesn't practice today, according to Sam Pittman, he won't play Saturday. But uh, I feel like we're all in, in agreement that uh, if KJ practices tomorrow, he's probably going to play. <laughs> Don't you think?
1: Yeah, I would think so. You know, I've, the, the whole week I've been thinking the, the worst part of Pittman saying that is the last time we're going to get him is before practice Wednesday. So it's it's going to be hard for us to know regardless of if he stays true to he has to practice by Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and, and it's tough because the, the questions you can't ask like, you know, how did KJ look at practice today? Um, you have to ask, is KJ going to practice today where, you know, Sam Pittman is probably going to say, we'll see how he feels, you know, something like that. We'll have to get him out there and see how he looks, something, you know, some basic statement. So, oh man, it's tough. This is, this is tough. It's been a, it's been a tough week. Everybody's on edge, man. Uh, I talked about people getting mad at me. Uh, everybody Everybody's on edge. I think we really just need to get to Saturday, see who trots out there as the number one quarterback and then go from there. I really think that that's just what we got to do at this point. So, but we've got to talk to Sam Pittman today uh Mike Leach on the SEC teleconference as well. I'm sure he'll get asked the most stupid questions of all time. If anybody's wondering why I didn't do my what blank head coach said about Arkansas, it's because Mike Leach was asked like two questions about Arkansas in his press conference. So it wasn't worth my time. Um but for that we'll end the podcast here. Uh you've been listening to the Great Iron Hawks podcast. But before we go, I wanna remind you about our friends at myperfectfranchise.net. If you're a displaced corporate executive or wanting to put your career in your own hands, uh, call Andy Ledecky. He's a longtime Rivals member and franchise veteran. He's owned multiple franchises and businesses, and he uses that expertise and knowledge to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Call Andy. Put your life and career in your own hands. His number is 404-973-9901 or visit myperfectfranchise.net to get started. All right, Alex Trader, Robert Stewart, thank you very much. And thank you out there for listening to the Grid Hogs podcast.